Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. We're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, follow us wherever you get your podcast. You can also tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets. Now on today's show, in the first segment, I will be breaking down a very disappointing loss on Monday as the Mets were this close to being three games back from the Braves in the NL East, but they just could not get the job done. In the second segment, I will preview this upcoming series against the Miami Marlins and what this team needs to do to stay on track. Then finally, in the last segment, I want to talk about Pete Alonso, who just hit his 30th home run today. He is now on the doorstep of his 100th career home run, so I want to take some time to just celebrate where Alonzo is at such an early stage in his career. But before we get to any of that, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter, at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at JustBaseball.com. So with today's loss, the Mets dropped back to 500 on this season at 69-69. and 69. And while that's all nice and well, they got to be better than this. They can't just be a 500 team and expect to win the NL East, even though it's a bad division. And in this game, while we can talk about all the reasons why the Mets deserve to lose, you had a 3-2 lead going into the ninth inning. It's just that simple. Pete Alonso hits his 30th home run of the season in the sixth. That gives you that one-run lead. The bullpen was good. Jerry's Familia, Brad Hand, and to a lesser extent, Seth Lugo. But Edwin Diaz and his woes as a Mets closer once again come back to haunt this team. And in a one-run game, the thing that bothers me the most, it's not giving up those hits that end up costing you the game to Andrew Stevenson and Carter Keyboom. It's not walking Josh Bell where he went to a full count. It was a battle back and forth and he lost them. It's the first batter of the inning. Alcides Escobar, who has a career 294 on base percentage, is not a good player. I know he's had a lot of success recently against the Mets. There's obviously all that history there with Escobar being the former leadoff hitter for the Royals in 2015 when they beat the Mets in the World Series. Noah Syndergaard threw at his head, all that good stuff that Mets fans might remember. He's still not good. It's not a hitter you fear. To walk him on four straight pitches to lead off an inning when you only have a one-run lead, it's inexcusable. That is the only problem I have with what Diaz did. It's it's that at bat. Because you know what? At times, you're going to give up runs. And you're going to walk some batters. And, and you're going to give up hits. But to walk a batter on four straight pitches to lead off an inning when you only have a one-run margin to work with, that is just setting yourself up to fail. And so he does that. Then he gets Juan Soto to pop out. Soto, three for 16 in this series. You hold that guy, the only good player left on this team, to three for 16, you should win more than three games in a five-game series. I'm sorry. It's that simple. He's the only guy I fear on that team. The Mets held him down. And this entire series, it looks different now. It, It looks completely different because Diaz can get the job done. And as I said, so he walked Josh Bell that put two runners on, gave up a pair of hits. There you go. Game over. Mets are now four back in the division. And again, this was a series where the Mets looked great in different spurts. The offense looked good. It seemed like they were turning a corner. And then you just come up short too many times. And in a lot of these games, the Mets did continue to come up short due to some pitching out of the bullpen. Even the bullpen has been the greatest strength of this team all year. For some reason, every part of this team 
can never work at the same time. If the offense is good, the pitching is bad. If the pitching is great, the offense is dormant. It's just, it's been a very frustrating season where they have not played complimentary baseball outside of a, a great stretch in May. And again, that was mostly pitching. It wasn't all hitting. There's been little pockets of success, but overall the team has not come together start to finish for these games where every piece is working together in the right direction. A lot of times they're winning in spite of one of their groups. And in this game, to pull this blame a little bit away from Diaz, the Mets offense was one for 10 with runners in scoring position, left eight men on base. They had 12 hits, but only cashed in for three runs. I, I mean, these are the problems we've been talking about all year long. So until you can fix that offense, and at this point, only a couple weeks left to try to figure it out. I just don't know if this team can really string together four good weeks of baseball and win this division. But there is still some level of optimism you can have. I still think this team has a chance, and I will talk about why in just a minute as I preview the upcoming series against the Miami Marlins. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention the experts who have more tools and more time. You just don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that puts the players in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head matchup, and the winner takes all. You name your stakes. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. Play Stat Hero right now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. So before we talk about why I am still optimistic that the Mets can turn things around and get back into this division, let's preview this series a bit and go over the pitching matchups against the Marlins. I will be in attendance tonight as you guys are listening to this or watching this. Carlos Carrasco will be on the mound going against Edward Cabrera. I had my pick of games. Do I go on Tuesday? Do I go on Wednesday? I took Carrasco over Rich Hill. So hopefully Carrasco can put together another good start. His last time out, he was fairly solid against the Marlins, gave up three runs over five and a third. One of those runs came after he exited the game and inherited runner that went across and scored. So that line probably looked a little bit worse than it was overall. The time before that, Carrasco had gone seven against the Giants, allowing two runs. He is starting to find himself. He's starting to get in midseason form. He still has an ERA over six, but I think he's pitching better than that. So hopefully we see the complete version of what Carlos Carrasco can be for the Mets. They need him to be the number two on this team right now with Marcus Stroman being great outside of Stroh, though. Taiwan Walker has been very up and down the second half, giving up way too many home runs. Tyler McGill is a rookie that you just can't bank on. Rich Hill is the opposite of that, pretty much over the hill. So Carrasco has to be that other guy for this team down the stretch. Until they get Jacob DeGrom back, they need him. Hopefully he has a great start against the Marlins. He'll be going against Edward Cabrera, a rookie. Cabrera has made two starts this year. He's pitching to a 5-2-3 ERA. He pitched against the Mets his last time out 
earning the first loss of his career as he allowed three runs off seven hits. Michael Conforto took him deep in that game. This is a guy that does throw hard. He was the Marlins' number over, or sorry, the Marlins' number five overall prospect heading into this season, according to Baseball America. So he is no slouch, that is for sure. Now in game two, it'll be, as I said, Rich Hill going against Sandy Alcantara. Uh, Hill had one of his best starts of the year against the Marlins on August 5th, where he pitched five scoreless against them. He's coming off a great start against the Nats on Friday. He has been good against bad teams, so hopefully he has a chance against a really bad Marlins lineup to once again be successful, maybe get you through five or six scoreless if you're lucky and you don't want to hang him out there too long because as we know, every time a lineup sees Rich Hill, gets more and more likely they'll break out. So we'll see what Hill gives the Mets. Alcantara gave up four against the Mets the last time out, but he is the Marlins ace. Definitely a really tough pitcher and a tough pitcher to knock around two times in a row. So if you look at the games of this series, that is the least likely the Mets will win. But because baseball's weird, maybe they win that one and lose the other two. We, we really never know, right? The final game of this series seems to be a huge advantage for the Mets. Marcus Stroman with his 2.93 ERA going against Jesus Lazardo and his 7 ERA. Lazardo has made be like five or six starts now for the Marlins. Has not been great. Came over at the deadline from Oakland where he was having a rough season as well. Another young pitcher, actually a local kid from the South Florida area, actually went to the high school that I was supposed to go to. Uh, before I moved myself around South Florida. But anyway, Lazardo, not a pitcher you should fear, although he is a lefty, and lefties do give the Mets a world of trouble. So we'll see what happens in that final game. But let's get to why I still think the Mets have a good chance here in this division. One of the things that I recall from my own pitching career, and again, I was was nothing special, a high school baseball career, but still, I, I played travel in South Florida. I have some experience around the game of baseball and what it's like to be on the mound. Having an elite defensive shortstop behind you makes a world of difference. And I think what we're seeing now that Lindor is back, the Mets are playing better baseball overall because having that captain that's out there playing short, fielding a lot of balls, everything's hit at your shortstop, it does make a big difference. And having Baez next to him up the middle, that defense is going to really help the Mets down the stretch. And also, those two guys seem to be swinging really hot bats. We see Michael Conforto look like himself, Pete Alonzo having a great second half. So I'm looking at this team right now, and I just see so many pieces that are starting to come together where you think, all right, maybe, just maybe, this team can be really good for a couple of weeks and win this division. And that's what it comes down to. You string together two great weeks, you probably win the NL East this year. That is how this has shaped up the Braves right now have control of this division based on two great weeks. The Mets just sat with that four-game lead all year long and never had the great stretch after May when they were able to grab hold of the division. They never had another stretch like that where they could expand their lead and put it out of reach, and then the Braves were able to swoop in and take it from the Mets. If the Mets can find a way with all of their talent to come together for a two-week span and play the way they did over this past you know, 10 days or so. They can still win this division. And I think with the stars they have playing the way they are right now, I still give the Mets a shot here to get back in it. And then once they do, we can begin to talk about what a team 
could look like at the end of September where you might get Jacob DeGrom and Noah Syndergaard back to really give you that edge right now. Just one game at a time, get closer. As much as it's unfortunate, the Mets didn't win today to get within three. They're still within four. That's better than it was a week ago. You just got to keep moving things in the right direction. And one thing that'll help is having one of the most elite power hitters in baseball and one of the best power hitters the Mets have ever had. I want to talk about Pete Alonso and his legacy in just a minute as he's on the doorstep of his 100th home run. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching your sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for all the other good stuff you're missing. Well, I want to tell you a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. And it's called DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contracts. So get rid of that clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, maybe even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership when you can just go to rockauto.com, a family business that has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything you could want from engine control modules to brake parts, tan lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks and have it delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So Pete Alonso's 30th home run of the season was the 99th of his career. So he is one away from the century mark. Once he hits that 100th home run, hopefully tonight, he will move past George Foster on the Mets' all-time list, cracking the Mets' top 15. Next up on that list is Jose Reyes at 104. The next after that is Carlos Delgado at 108. The following one, I don't remember who it was, but it was at 118. So he's only going to pass two more guys this year. And Delgado might be a little bit of a stretch. I don't know if Pete still has another, would that be 10 home runs in him to pass Delgado? Maybe he can match him, but it's certainly possible. Regardless, this guy is on a unprecedented tear when it comes to home runs. Really, in MLB history, outside of Ryan Howard, no one has hit more home runs through this many games than Pete Alonso. So he is in, in a league of almost his own when it comes to the home runs. And if you look at the Mets' all-time list for things like slugging percentage and OPS, he is right there with all of the greats in Mets history. He's only two points behind Mike Piazzo for the all-time lead in slugging percentage. I'm not exactly sure how many at-bats he needs to qualify for such a title, but Mike Piazza's career slugging percentage was 542 with the Mets. Alonzo's at 540. Alonzo's 888 OPS is 10 points better than Daryl Strawberry, which would put him at third all-time. When it comes to OPS+, plus, 
he has a better mark than both David Wright and Mike Piazza. So this is a guy who puts things together when it comes to his power and also his on-base prowess in a way that few Mets have ever done. We're talking about a player that is nearly unprecedented in Mets history, and I just want to acknowledge his greatness now as he's on the doorstep of 100 home runs because it's really something special. And we all know his rookie season got him off to a great start when it comes to all these stats. He had the 53 home runs, 120 RBIs, 941 OPS. He was sensational that year, and he hasn't quite been that player ever since. But even in his struggles as his sophomore season was considered a down year, he's still an elite power bat who's producing runs at at a great clip. You look at what he did in a down year in 2020, and again, small sample size due to the strange season, only got to play 57 games in a 60-game season. If you extrapolate his stats from those 57 games over 155 for what would have been a real season, he would have had 44 home runs and 95 RBIs. This year, right now, he's looking at at least 35 home runs if he stays on pace with what he's done, and 90 RBIs. That's still a really strong power hitter that is putting a lot of runs on the board for you right now. 30 home runs, 81 RBIs. And you look at his slash line this year. He's hitting 266, which would be the best average of his young career, a 344 on base, 507 slugging. If you told me right now that Pete Alonso, for the rest of his career, would be around 350 with the on base with a slugging percentage over 500, that's a great player every day. That is a guy who's going to make a lot of all star games, that's going to win some silver sluggers. He has the opportunity to have a really special career for the Mets. And the longer he stays, the more records are going to fall. This is a guy that if he spends five more years with the Mets and produces and is healthy, I mean, there's no reason that he shouldn't pass Daryl Strawberry for the all-time lead when it comes to home runs. RBIs might take a little bit more time to climb up the ladder in that list. I believe he's 40th right now when it comes to RBIs compared to the home runs, where, as I said, he is right now tied with George Foster at 15th. So the home run is obviously the stat that will define Pete Alonso, but he certainly has the ability to put together one of the best careers in Mets history. And he's already starting out at a pace that we've never seen before. So I wanted to give Alonzo some roses as he is on the verge of a historic home run. You cannot you know, shrug off 100 home runs. I don't care how lofty the goals are. Hitting 100 home runs in the big leagues is a really big accomplishment for the polar bear. I'm happy for him. I've already talked in the past about his great defense. There's a video on YouTube you can watch where I break down the defense this year. Also wrote a piece for Just Baseball about it. At the time, his defensive metrics were a little more favorable than they have ended up falling out the last couple of weeks where it actually seemed at the time that there was an argument for Pete to win a gold glove. Probably doesn't get there this year but he continues to improve in that department as well. He's just a hard worker that finds a way year in and year out to add things to his game. And I just think that the sky's the limit for Pete moving forward. If you look at your future right now, when it comes to the position players, the Mets could do a lot worse than Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso at the center of everything they're doing over the next couple of years. So that is certainly something that promises a lot of good baseball ahead. We will be following it, of course. As always, thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at FinkelsteinRyan. Follow the show, at LockedOnMets. 
And if you don't want betting to be a guessing game anymore, check out the Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, and wrong team favorite picks, as well as Lee Sterling's lock of the day by following the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. 